0: minus three is presented for the people by caesar sportsbook the greatest sports betting app of all time download it must be 21 or older that's all it is
1: but there's a lot of airspace to cover for still looking firing near corner it's caught touchdown alabella isaiah bond on a fourth
2: and a mile and this will be the pedigree of championship teams. Goes Hurts. Hurts to the end zone, and the Eagles have won it in overtime.
1: Minus 3 with Dave Damoschek.
0: Now that was a lot of football. Hi and hello, sports fans, and welcome to Minus 3, presented as ever by Omaha. I hope you had a Thanksgiving full of food, And football and probably family, unless you don't like your family, then I hope you didn't have a lot of family. Either way, it was just plum loaded with football, football, more football, college football, pro, back and forth. I went on my TV, me and my best friend spent a lot of quality time together. He showed me everything I needed to know, punctuated by a Ravens victory over the Chargers, probably putting an end to the Chargers chances of a playoff run certainly they are not in good shape for a super bowl run once again damashek was seduced by justin herbert it's not going to happen this year although for the record the chargers were not my super bowl pick the miami dolphins were and right now they are plus 360 to get there they are shorter odds uh, for the ravens right now plus 330 very good team i think people are a little over their skis about them and then the chiefs In their usual spot, plus 200 after vanquishing the Raiders on the AFC side. I think it's even clearer who has a shot at getting to the Super Bowl from the NFC side. It's a short list. It's the Niners. It's the Eagles. And I think that's it. How say you, Eddie Spaghetti? How was Thanksgiving, first of all?
2: Well, uh, Thanksgiving was great. Um, I have come to the realization that after eating the food Thursday, leftovers Friday, and then had a friendsgiving Saturday, mm. it's just a, it's just simply a food group that I could not eat that much. Like. If I was told, you know, when you're in the summer, everyone's barbecuing, Oh, Thanksgiving food, you can't eat that much. It's just three days in a row. It's like, you know, I mm. could eat, you know, burgers and dogs in the summer three days in a row, no problem. Pizza three nights in a row, no problem. But this food, I'm just like, yeah, I'm tapped out. Like, so um, great times, but glad that's over. Uh, the team I would add was a team. Wait, 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 wait,
0: wait, 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 wait. You don't start talking about food and expect are I'm not going <clears> to <throat> respond to it. Okay, one. First of all, we went out for dinner. Thanks for asking. Middle of the day, we went to a fancy hotel. It was uh, it, it was really great with Old Mo Damashek, and the little ones. We uh, we had a, a great time. As soon as though like as night fell on Thursday night, I realized you know what's going to be sad: no leftovers. That's the downside yeah. of going out for dinner on Thanksgiving. And it's an interesting point you make. But then you said you could eat pizza three days in a row. There's no holiday where they have pizza three days in a row. Could you, though, actually eat uh, uh, July 4th food three days in a row without any complaint? I suspect you would complain.
2: Oh, I could eat burgers and dogs every single day of the summer. I could eat pizza. You know, being from but pizza is
0: not a holiday food stuff. So that yeah. that I reject that. One. I I think it's just like could you eat corned beef and potatoes for St. Patrick's Day for three straight days?
2: Maybe if I made a sandwich with it, I could. Um, I don't. They, yeah, that that one is tough. I think what it is is it's just the heaviness of the food. Like mashed potatoes by itself, sure. Um, I, I I just feel like with the gravy and the turkey, the turkey is not the way you want it. If it's drier, and it's just like it's just a pain getting through it. And I'm not like I'm not a big cranberry sauce. I know people do stuff like they add things to make it kind of uh, go down easier. I I'm just like I got I got really bored of it by the third day, and I'm like all oh, this does just bog me down. I feel super sleepy and sluggish, <laughs> and I'm like this is just. I don't know. So I, I by like the third day of eating that food, I even and then the desserts too. Like so many pies, just I was just don't, like, yeah, I'm done. Don't go this. too
0: far here. I'm gonna cut your mic off. Not just for a day either. For a month, you don't. You're not gonna even get to talk for the entire Christmas month if you keep besmirching pie i was I'm bored of my own pies i was bored okay. of my own pies i made three three and a
2: half uh, i guess because i had some leftovers did some mini little pies which was which was fun i'm just i was ready for this weekend just move past it and like i need a month again until i eat basically the same foods uh come christmas time
0: okay well let's talk about football in the meantime and yes. i don't want to be a curmudgeon about to talk about the turkey putting you to sleep pro football i'm not putting me to sleep obviously i love watching football It's not the quality of play has not been that great. An exception was Bill's Eagles. That was a dandy one to check out. I Like I say, I think that Buffalo's chances are pretty much over already here. Mm -hmm. Spaghetti. So answer my question. Who uh, do you agree with me that it is? Do you think the Cowboys can somehow break this streak? Oh, you do. So if they be, I do think we will look at them very differently if they beat the Eagles in a week down in big D in a week and a half.
2: They look good versus the versus the Eagles in that first matchup. Obviously the big, everyone just hinges on what, how Dak plays Dak and that offense has looked really smooth lately, scoring a bunch of points, Tony Pollard scoring again, which is something that he wasn't doing at all season. Um, they still have the edge rushers. I mean, like, you know, bland with the record breaking interceptions, like the defense is still making plays. Um, I do like them, but I, I also agree that the NFL right now is, mediocre in a sense, but I'm I'm not bothered by that because I, I don't need a juggernaut. I don't, it's not fun. Like college football this year to me is more fun because there is no juggernaut. I don't need an mm-hmm. NFL where we have one or two juggernauts. Everyone else stinks. I like that it's way more open and anything could happen. Um, but if you're going to compare the two, I mean, just th- th- this weekend of college football was Light years ahead of uh, this NFL week and with every rivalry game being close, uh, relatively speaking, and and just looking forward to these great championship games next weekend. Uh, I understand if you're a fan of football who's just like, yep, yeah, I can't really get into the Pacific Northwest or I can't really get into two teams that play in Mississippi. I understand that. But I have no affiliation with those states either, and I find a way to enjoy it. It's just the randomness uh, and these 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 plays where you see like the Auburn stadium just you know fall into tears. Like you, you're just really not getting that on a week to week basis in the NFL. Uh, in college, was, it does
0: happen. I agree. I agree. And there's nothing better, although it's got a bittersweet quality to it the rivalry week is the best week of football season except for the fact that you know when it ends college football season is essentially over save these championship games we're going to deep dive on those with Jeff Schwartz one of our very favorites in just a second here to see who he thinks has got his Oregon Ducks obviously have some work to do against the Washington Huskies although the Huskies plus nine and a half is is uh I mean, I, I saw that this morning. I couldn't believe that the number was so big. And their odds are longer than those of Bama, who has to get through Georgia to make the the national championship game. Very strange. Um, but some stuff uh, very quickly. You mentioned Dak Prescott. He's 7-1 to one to get the MVP. He could still get that. I know it seems like an impossibility. But as I said, if they were to beat... Philly and Philly wound up as a wild card and Dallas could steal that division I think Dak's MVP case gets pretty strong all of a sudden that said I think the MVP race is maybe settled this Sunday in Philly Niners and Eagles Jalen Hurts after the performance against the Bills is now your favorite at plus 165 Brock Purdy if he outplays him there will be some buzz for Purdy at plus 650 right now I think though At 15 to 1, Christian McCaffrey is the play. 15 to 1, I think voters want to uh, wash off this stink of it being a QB award. I think Hertz will probably end up getting it. I think Lamar Jackson at 6 to 1 is an interesting play. But look at their schedule, the Ravens' schedule, upcoming here. And call me a homer. I didn't think the Ravens looked like uh, like world beaters against the mediocre Chargers on Sunday night. Look at who the Ravens have coming up. You don't have to like it. The Steelers did look a little bit different on Sunday against the Bengals. They have a pretty breezy pass before their final two games at, at Seattle and then um, at Baltimore. They have a chance. To not just get into the playoffs, which at this point they certainly should, they have a chance to win that division, which is uh, which is hysterical, as upsetting as every as upset as everybody, including Eddie Spaghetti and Kevin Hensch, would be at seeing that. But do, do you agree with my logic on the MVP chase?
2: I I think if we look at the and this is a tired argument, but it's like the term valuable and value to a team, yeah. and it's easy to give it to a quarterback on a good team. But does that mean they're the most valuable? Like Jalen Hurts is magnificent. But if they had Justin Herbert or somebody else there, you don't think they'd be relatively the same. Hmm. When you look That's at an
0: interesting when point. you yeah. when
2: when you look at the Niners and they make the trade for Christian McCaffrey, it took a very good team to, in my opinion, to another level. They're just more dangerous, and like that, that is what the term valuable means. And I think if you're not going to give it to CMC and give it to a quarterback. The Texans were abysmal last year. They were in the race number one overall pick. Now they're in the race to make the playoffs. And if they got into the playoffs, like I don't think people would be floored if Stroud found a way to make them win like a first round game in the playoffs. That to me is what valuable is. So if I had an NFL MVP vote, I'm depending on how the rest of the season goes, if the Texans tail off and the Niners stay where they are, I'd probably give it to CMC. If the Texans make it, to me, there's no other option at who the most valuable player is because he took a team that was terrible to the playoffs in his rookie season when we've seen so many great other point. young if quarterbacks that happens, be terrible. You're right. So that, that's what, who I would pick between those two.
0: Man, they I mean, they just about stole that one against the Jags on Sunday, too. And then we would really be having that conversation. As it is, he's 25 to 1, is Stroud. I agree with you. Let's wait out the rest of the season before we make – The final declaration, but I think he's tracking to go down as having the greatest rookie QB season ever. Something I love to Mm -hmm. to focus on and sort of celebrate, and you know, move over RG three and Cam Newton. This would and Andrew Luck. This would be the greatest rookie season in the history of people. Um, All right, so let's continue the football talk here, pro and college. Let's start it out with the final four with our guy. Big week for him. Get the get them at the perfect time as the Chiefs kind of write the ship here. And look like the favorite out of the AFC and his Oregon Ducks ready to square off with the arch rival Washington Huskies. Let's talk to Jeff Schwartz. Let me squeeze in a quick break here.
3: You know, when the conversation turns stampers, I always go with my number one as Caesars. Let's talk about him a little bit, shall we? Tickets to the game, merch, meals at iconic restaurants, stays at Caesars Palace. All this can be yours when you bet with Caesars Sportsbook. Win or lose, every bet earns rewards credits, which you can redeem across the empire. Now, if you haven't started- Started yet register using this code listen up omaha full the word omaha and the word full and then you place your first bet up to twelve hundred and fifty dollars if you win great if you keep those winnings but if you lose you'll get your stake back as a bonus bet 21 and over only, offer valid and must be physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Massachusetts, Maryland, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming. New users and first $10 plus wager only must register with eligible promo code, bet amount of qualifying wager returned only if wager is settled as a loss. Maximum bonus bet $1,250 bonus bet expires 14 days after receipt tier credits and reward credits will be added to account within seven days after
0: All right, this is terrific because we're really, I mean, we like talking to this guy. Obviously, you know him as a Shecky Award winner. His jersey hangs in the digital wall of fame for all of time. I got to say something right at the top here, Eddie Spaghetti. He may be worthy. I know we have a month left and no final decisions are going to be made here and now. I got to tell you right now, and as the lone voter in the Blue Ribbon Committee, I think Jeff Schwartz maybe deserves the Shecky Award. He's been there for us through all seasons. He set us up at the start of college football season. Here we are just about at the end. What do you think about that, Spaghetti?
2: I think Jeff holds the record, like the league leader, if we had statistics for guests of, uh, hmm. like, I have X amount of minutes, and then we double that time. Uh, so <laughs> I think based on that and Jeff's consistency of coming on, uh, he has my vote, even though my vote means nothing.
4: What? Well, well the most... The most important thing, guys, is, is not that. It's a, What is fruit of the year? Who, who is in the running for fruit of the year, Dave? It's, a, it's a, my favorite category at the end of every year.
0: That's your number one favorite category. A lot of people do care about what goes down there. Listen, the Honeycrisp is having another nice year. The Envy, not great by its own standard. It may be victimized, much like Patrick Mahomes in the MVP race. He's dinged by his past deeds. That's the Envy Apple. It's very yeah. good. It's just not as good as it's banner years have been red grape seedless uh, cotton candy. Grapes are in there. Not a great year for peaches. What do we do? We don't have time for this. Let's talk about (laughs) things. I told you 20 minutes and shame the devil. And I'm excited to talk to you because it's championship week. And as usual, the PAC 12 is in a weird spot here. I don't want to say that they're featured prominently in here. I think they should be. Okay. Let's dig in on this and then we'll get to a little bit of NFL talk as well, and by the way, I didn't say properly with you here. It's Jeff Schwartz from the show. Jeff Schwartz is smarter than you. Also, bare bets on Fox and yes. uh, all over Fox. Really doing great work there. He's our number one guy. A Pac-12 whisperer. I don't know what good that, what value that has come twenty twenty four. So let's cash in on it right now. <laughs> it's Jeff Schwartz. How are you? Happy holidays. Yeah. Thanks. Happy yeah. Happy Sheker season.
4: The Pac-12 is done. Like it's done. There's no. There's one more game left. The final weekend of Pac-12 football has happened. There's two teams left, at least like technically with Oregon State and Washington State. They One doesn't have any coach right now. And this is it. Yeah, this is it. And we're going to be rivals. You're Indiana-Oregon uh, going to be rivals here pretty soon in, in the Big Ten. Um, <laughs> Indiana, terrific. Indiana football coach getting $20 million to go away. Must be nice to not win any football games, get paid $20 million to go away the best i'm
0: looking forward to to matt candida taking over the reins there in bloomington and uh, coaching us to glory Um, but
4: what's better than than a fire college football coach like there's no better job there's no better job
0: yeah i agree and well i you know what the question we've been asking all right i'm I'm a a nitwit who can't let something go when it's in my brain we've been asking everybody this if somebody said 76 million dollars actually this is an interesting person to ask because you You know, or sitting on a mound to loot yourself from your football play. The answer
4: is no. I saw this question. I would not give up watching sports. You would never give it up, huh? Nope. Hmm. Brings me too much joy.
0: You couldn't do it for $76 million. What What if it was... Dave, what if it was 7.6 okay. billion? What if you okay. could take so, over for Tepper and run a pro football team? But then I couldn't
4: watch the games. And then you couldn't
0: watch the games. Yeah. Okay, here's the thing.
4: A- so my I was talking to my wife about this because she's she thinks that football watching doesn't exist. Like, we don't have, like I don't have to watch football to cover football. But I said to her, I said, like, honey, I don't do anything else. I just want to watch football. I don't go out th- with the guys, I don't take trips unless they're work trips or I'm with you. I don't watch other TV that often. Like I watch TV shows like Netflix and Netflix and you know whatnot. Like I, but like I just want to watch football from August until the end of the Super Bowl. That's all I want to do. And then when the football season's over, we do a bunch of other things. But I just want to watch football. So like to me, that's what I want to do. I like watching ball, and I wouldn't give it up because that's what else would I do? What would I do with my day?
0: Mm-hmm. If you I would survive
4: football. You,
0: you, what you would do is you would eat yourself to death. Is correct. Yes, case. and I, yeah. yes,
4: yeah. Like, what have all that money if you can't just watch sports while you have all that money? So um, I, would not, uh, I would not. I would not. I wouldn't this. like
0: it. Well, listen. Now, see. Now we're near the finish line of another football season, or at least college football season. And right, I have this same thing going in my house with this thing of like intellectually, the the old lady understands. Like, well, that's your job. You have to watch the game. But it is funny how it just comes up on Sunday. Hey, can you take the little one over to gymnastics class? Well, well, no, it's the gonna second half of the Steelers Bengals games about to start. Like, dad, uh, dad can't take; you he's got to watch his football game. Like, when when they give you ownership of it, it's hit. It, it's it's the same thing as my old man used to say about beer. Like he's like, drink your beer. Like like when it, it's it's an attack. Yes. When 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 you assign that I own the football, like it's like yes, he's gotta watch his football. He's gotta watch his Steelers and Bengals game. Like that. Like, yeah, it's my job. I have I I, I do it. But, but, but also you but also like game. it's
4: but also like it's three hours of a week that you want to spend watching football. It's like you're you're not asking to do this Monday through Friday or even like Saturday. Like mm-hmm. I tell like Merith, like Oregon's on at four o'clock on Saturday. I don't care what else we do that day. At four o'clock, I'm watching Oregon play football. Or on Sunday, the Chiefs are at 425, like they were yesterday. Yeah, I want to be in front of the TV at 1 o'clock. I, I was yesterday. But, like, so we I, we make it work because we have people over our house on Sundays, like our family. So it makes a lot of sense. So, like, we just – yesterday, we just watched football with everyone. My mm-hmm. wife didn't have to pay attention to football. And the guys that were there just watched football, and the kids hung out. Like, it was perfect. Um, that's how I've gone around it. If I schedule sort of, like, a family fun Sunday at the house – then I could get away with watching football all day.
0: Um, I saw you got uh, as as anyone with the surname Schwartz is obligated to do. I saw you got your nice Christmas tree up in the man's yes. already. Perfect. Yes,
4: it's it's a huge Christmas tree. Yeah, dilemma this year. I haven't announced this yet. I was gonna I was gonna mm-hmm. wait till the Christmas tree got full. So my wife always drags the Christmas tree out on Christmas morning because she just likes things. Not be- a
0: move I care for. I know you announce that yeah. every year that the tree, yeah. you post a picture. It's it's yeah. like the sun's barely come up on the West Coast yeah. on Christmas Day, and you're posting photos of your treeless it's, house.
4: It's, it's, it's down by 9 a.m. My wife will not be in town for Christmas oh. this year. Oh. So the dilemma is, do we take it down on December 20th? before she leaves or on the 27th when she comes back. So um,
0: XXL Hanukkah, Harry, look out kids of uh, Charlotte, North Carolina. All right. Before we get to pro football, because I do want to talk about that. Let's try and make some sense of this. Um, And I guess let's start with your team and who they're playing. The Washington Huskies unblemished. And, you know, what was that about a month or so ago? I kind of looked at the lay of the land there and I texted you and said, Am I right that the way this cookie is crumbling here and with the committee probably loosely incented to dismiss the Pac-12 and not honor it if things are even Steven, obviously the Pac-12 is going away. So the college football committee probably isn't going to try to embrace the Pac-12. So that's one knock against it to begin with. But I texted you and I said, I feel like if Oregon runs the table here with the one loss to Washington – even if they run the table and they catch Washington in that title game, assuming Washington goes undefeated the rest of the way, which now they have that Oregon could beat Washington and still miss the final four. Here we are. And so that's the first part. Let's yeah. uh, an update on that. And you agreed with that. And you said, you think that there's a chance that no PAC 12 team goes, but also now, so kind of verifying that you said, Washington was going to run the table. Now they're plus nine and a half, and their odds yeah. are longer to make the final four than Ohio yeah. State's
4: are and Alabama's. What gives? What am I okay. missing? here? Well, the winner of this game is going to the playoff um, because Oregon is really good. Like that—that's part of it. You know, Ve- Vegas doesn't care about fan allegiance. Obviously, I do. I'm an Oregon Duck. <laughs> uh, they just care about setting a line, right? That's what they—they—they they, they care about making money. And right now Vegas has Oregon power rated as the third best team in the country behind, you know, uh, Georgia, Michigan, however order you want to put them in because they're playing really good football. That's why, um, the Washington game, they lost. Okay. They I'm going to pull up the stats right now. Cause I, th- I think it's important to, to to talk about this. Um, Oregon had 31 first downs Washington had 24 Oregon was better on third down. They had 130 more yards total they rushed the ball for for two hundred yards. Um, Michael Penix at the time when it was his worst game of the year: twenty-two of thirty-seven for three hundred two. Orkin won the turnover battle. They won the time of possession battle, which is, isn't terribly as important, I think. But they lost that game; because they were zero for three on fourth down. That's why you convert one fourth down, you win that game. They had a ninety percent, ninety-six percent win probability up four with with two minutes left in this game. Like they were the better team on October 14th. And since then, all they've done is murder the teams they've played. Right. And Washington, and again, there, there is a quality to winning football. They've won 19 straight games, Dave. There's a quality to that, but they've won 10 of those games by eight or less points. Remember last year, the Vikings won 10 games by eight or less points. And Mm -hmm. when, when they made the playoffs, we're like, LOL, they're not going to beat the giants. Like that's sort of the same vibe, right? Because they've won seven straight games. Ready? Seven points: three, eight, nine, ten, seven, two, three. The Huskies—that's the Huskies, right? I get my, it, but, and, but and my pushback
0: why. on that is that the Pac-12 is an actual conference, and it was a and a good one at that in 2023. It's the same. Th- this is the inconsistent. You're you're like feeding into it on some level. Georgia did not whip a lot of teams this season and everybody has kissed Georgia into the national championship game, win or lose against Bama. To me, that makes no sense. And you, you just said Washington well, I, has well, won 18 games in a row. The what, what happened before 2023 is irrelevant. And yeah. yet people try to involve that like Georgia hasn't lost <laughs> the two times. Top- You're not going to put Georgia in the national championship oh. given what they've done the last few years. I Stetson well, Bennett's I Georgia, I no Georgia, application here.
4: I, I don't think Georgia's guaranteed to get in if they lose to really? Bama. Oh, I've no. heard that
0: a lot. To Georgia's because, going if they think lose about to Bama.
4: It. Think about it. So if Washington, Florida State, and Michigan all win this weekend, there's our three Power Five undefeated conference champions. All three are in. I don't care about Florida State's corporate situation. They're all three are in, and then Bama will be twelve and one and have won the conference. Bama's in too. That's your four teams right there. Done. Georgia's out.
0: Oh, no. That Listen, hear me now. Believe me later, Schwartz. What they will do is they will put Nick Saban's one loss Bama team in the title game over Florida State. These uh, it, ratings do matter. Well, it them. would be
4: Georgia. It would be Georgia at a Florida State in that situation, probably.
0: Well, either way, Florida State, they want an excuse not to put the Seminoles I, in there. I agree. They, they, they know they can't win the national championship, and so the committee doesn't want to put them in there. And I completely get, obviously, as a man of justice, I think it would stink for Florida State to get kicked out. But that is the way the committee, I predict, is going to approach this. They'll come up with some cockamamie reason why Florida State – uh, didn't well, present as well the last couple of weeks. They're going to say whatever. the
4: quarterback's hurt. Gonna, it's going to be that simple. I mean, that's what they're going to do. And they're going to, um yeah, they're... Well, I
0: keep saying the Kenyon Martin. Do you remember that? Were yes, you old enough when that happened? Everyone with, has
4: mentioned that. Yeah, with Cincinnati, yeah.
0: Yeah, okay. I think that's what's going to happen to them. So, okay, so you think Georgia could lose, and or you think Georgia, if Bama were to beat them, that that could not Georgia? I see, I feel like they're going to kiss them in, period, no matter what um what about ohio state
4: they're out i think look th- this is the this is the 14 playoff man and I, i'm not a fan of the 12 team playoff and it's funny because this is the year when you need it because yeah right there's been no upsets like this is a historic year there has not been upsets the, the, the first eight teams that started the first college football playoff rankings will be the the last eight teams there t- tomorrow like that's just it's what it is like, there's been nothing ohio state and michigan will flip flop right They'll ohio state probably be Six, I think, or five in the, in this poll coming up, Um uh, probably six, depending on where Florida State's at. Um, You know, it's going to be Georgia, Michigan, Washington, Oregon, Florida State, probably, or Washington, Florida State, Oregon, Ohio State. I mean, something like that, right? There'll be no lower than six. Then you have, uh, obviously, Texas, Alabama right there. So there's just been no upsets. And so this is the year to have... That 18 playoff. Now this weekend. Look, if if, Ohio, if Oklahoma State beats Texas and Georgia beats Bama, then it sort of sorts itself out, right? You have it right in there. And and look, Ohio State could be in if Texas were to lose and Bama were to lose and Oregon were to lose and Florida State were to lose. I think Ohio State's still there, but I mean they're not. They're the bottom of the list. I feel like of the one loss I think that's conference. right.
0: But the, here's uh, but also the thing. The team that seems like. It's hard to create the sequence that gets the Longhorns in there, but given the profile of the program and talk about the committee wanting to boost, you know, high-profile programs, I know that's not their charge, and I wonder if they sit around. Do you think they sit around the room and go like, "This would be way better ratings if we put Nick Saban in that game instead of Florida State"? Do you think they?
4: Uh, no. Do you think anyone
0: mentions that to anybody no, in that room?
4: But I do think I do think they they use the Vegas Power Ratings hmm. and Alabama is going to be ahead of, of Florida State. Florida State's, I don't think power rated as high without their quarterback, obviously, there. Right. So, um, so
0: yeah. okay. So if Bama were to beat Georgia, it's funny because my first thought on that crazy play from Bama to win the game against Auburn was that's good for Texas because Bama now is a one-loss team through the regular yep. season and their only loss was to the Longhorns. That's a really nice resume addition for for Texas, but if Bama beats Georgia, they jump past Texas, which kind of stinks
4: if you're a Long fan, right? If Bama beats Georgia, yeah, you know so here's the thing about the culture ball season. But you do have
0: to put Texas and and Bama ahead of Georgia if
4: yes, I think so. Bama beats beats Georgia, right? I think so. But here's the thing about the culture ball season, which is really interesting, right? right? Is, you know it's a long it's twelve weeks right it's really thirteen weeks right you twelve games over thirteen weeks and week zero makes it fourteen who cares it doesn't matter Um, the Alabama team that we have now I think would beat Texas as the Texas team is currently I agree yeah right? like but because they lost in week two that gets some sort of you know the, like the head to head matters but like are, are we choosing a, 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 the four teams that are the four best teams in the country now? or the four best teams that that used to be the the four most deserving. Like, it's so, like, to me, yeah, Texas won that game. Bama would still be a favorite if they played today. Just like Oregon and Washington played October 14th. Washington was a three-point favorite. They're going to make maybe close, Dave, as a 10-point dog. 13-point line swing since October 14th on a neutral site. It's not like they're playing this game in Austin. But right. I think that and I think again I think like that's not a bad number if you look at the way both teams have played the last 6 weeks of the season. Um and so, you know, do we do we throw out what happened in the earlier game? Do we count that? I mean, again, like if Alabama I think Alabama's better in Texas. I think if that line was set now, a neutral field would be like three, right? It was seven in, in Alabama, it'd be three now. Um, so that's, I mean, what, what they have to take into equation. Is Florida State going to be power-rated ahead of any team that's – you know, Georgia – no, they're not. But but they went 13-0, and to me, they're in. You go 13-0, don't care how you do in a power five, you're in the playoffs. So a lot of decisions to be made. It can be – again, it can be made easier if Georgia were to win, Texas were to lose – it would make things so much easier, but Texas just won't lose. Um, I'm not sure Oklahoma State; they're a 14 point dog. I just don't see that path uh, to, to beating Texas. Um, but there's a possibility that you have a 12 and one Texas team not in the playoff. You have a 12 and one, excuse me, 11 and one Georgia team not in the playoff. 11 one Ohio State team not in the playoff, um, which is is wild. I think, I think Georgia, even if they if they lose a three point game to Bama, are we we're not taking Georgia. As I'm telling a, you, they they want to send Georgia back
0: there. It's a it's the story, the defending champion narrative, and all that is good. Again, I that kind of dim cynicism from from my couch here um, about what the committee's thinking. You do know that the networks care, and so the NCAA cares. I don't know if anybody if that well, reaches the committee though. level, but you know they would rather well, have Nick Saban and Bama well, in there. But
4: I'll just say this though. The ratings have gone down the last couple of years with the same teams in there every year. Yeah, that's and true. This is, and if we're doing a ratings thing, go look at the ratings when Oregon has played in a BCS game or a championship game. They are one of the high. They get people watch Oregon play football. You know, it might be USC fans and Washington fans rooting against Oregon. I don't care. People watch Oregon play football, and you know. So I think that like the ratings thing is interesting because the ratings have gone down. As we, and I'm not one of these people that thinks that these decisions should be made off of ratings. I want to watch the best teams play if it's Georgia Alabama, so be it. I'm going to watch the game anyways, but the rest of the country, I mean you cut off the west coast, like no people aren't going to be as excited to watch those games if you don't have a presence in in the playoffs. So, you know, ratings I don't think determine if the teams are because the ratings have shown the last couple of years, it's not as watched as the same teams keep playing in, in the, I agree with
0: that. And by the way, the thing I've, you know, have said, you've heard me say this ad ad nauseum is the, if Texas would have just joined the PAC 12 a decade ago, like they almost did and we would have four power conferences and you would just, each region would provide its champion and we would have a perfect final four every year. As it stands this year, Washington, Oregon winner and Texas and michigan and the winner of Georgia, obama easy peasy there's a perfect final four for all corners of america to to sit there and watch last thing before we move on here one no chance in your book that if oregon beats washington that they send ohio state over oregon no no okay good i i would hope that that would be the case and then the other aspect of that is because everybody, you know, no upsets. And obviously, Michigan's going to handle meek Iowa, yeah. laying, you know, laying 23 uh, yeah. or whatever the number is right now. Is there any chance Michigan loses this game? I mean, you talk about no. 19, 20-year-old kids. No, no. No, I, you don't think so. I, huh? Dave, I, I mean, you, I'm, I'm inclined to watched, agree with you. I'm just trying to look I, for. You've
4: watched, you've watched
0: Iowa play football. They're, like, I know. They're an atrocity. But, I mean, what, you know. so
4: Wait, I'm going to look right now. So the, the number is is 30 right the number is 35 and a half for the total and the the spread is 23 and a half (laughs) that's
0: the best i know yeah so
4: they have so they have iowa scoring what seven seven points i'm gonna look right now to make sure i have this right um like, like that that team total for iowa right now is six and a half dave six and a half
0: that, and total, and that total I, for the Nebraska I, game was the greatest to watch. That I would, see, people I, say you always it's always fun to bet the over. No, no, no but the under. This is games. one of those ones yes. that was fun to bet so, the under and watch the whole way through. So like
4: I like Island, I I'm gonna have to write an article for Fox Sports and my best wagers you know, for mm-hmm. these games. Um, I'm gonna try to find like an Iowa to be shutout wager. You know, hmm. Like Iowa score between zero and three points. You know you can have fun those alternate lines because Iowa's not gonna score. Like, I don't think this elected look. Michigan had a plenty of opportunity to be let down, right? Their coach got suspended. They went to Penn State. They played Maryland. They had put plenty. It, it didn't happen, man. It's a good football team. They're not losing to Iowa. Um, so it's just not gonna happen. it is happen. just
0: funny though. Like all this stuff, like if Bama could Georgia is not as good as its last two iterations, the 2023 Bulldogs. And so if they were to lose with the with the weight of you know, what they've done, not this season, but the last three seasons. If Bama were to beat them, then Bama would go. And I guarantee you people wouldn't be making a whole lot of noise that Georgia has to go. And both of them would end up going. But of course, Bama got lucky. There's no reason that they they fluke their way into that, uh, into that Auburn win. And yet they would benefit on an SEC level that other conferences just would not. They wouldn't, there wouldn't be like, well, Huskies lost in the rematch to Oregon. Now, if it was a, a whip in a double digit Ducks win, then forget you, Washington. But you have the Heisman champ, presumably. You have this team that just ran the toughest conference in 2023 ran the table and you're going to kick them out because they lose a rematch against the other best team in the conference who you just said is playing as well as anybody in the country right now that's unfair to the pac 12 but i think that the committee just has there's no one looking to help out the pac 12 this year right well but
4: i the thing about it is i will push back on that a little bit because i think that oregon is that brand that nationally people do follow again like the numbers have shown that and i think that The way they're playing this year, I mean, Bo Nix, look, this is Heisman thing is funny because like Jane Gantling is the best quarterback. I just think he is, but Bo Nix is going to have a record completion percentage on the team that's like number one in the country. How about how we talked
0: about that in August when we did our big college football preview and I said the three shortest odds are Pac-12 QBs and you said, oh, Bo Nix isn't going to win it, but I mean, I'm not uh, throwing that in your face, but but but, I mean, I did
4: not think he would. Do you think I? I did not think he would either, but I mean, I think he wins the, the Heisman this weekend. If, if they win this game, which is, yeah. I mean, LSU fans are super bummed. I mean, it is what it is. Like you, you win your 12 and one, you win your conference, you complete eight, nearly 8% of passes. Sorry. Like in this idea that he can't throw downfield, he certainly can. It's not what they do very often. You don't have to do it. Um, and he's done more of it the last couple of weeks than, than he has uh, previously. So nonetheless, I mean, I think the committee wants Oregon to be in there. They're, they're telling you that they're a one loss team right now who is fifth in the country. So they're ahead of Texas and Alabama. If they win this game, there's no reason to put them behind those teams. Right. And again, if chaos happens and Bama wins, that's sort of where the, the issue becomes for Oregon. Um, but I, I mean, I even think that a 12 one Oregon team would be ahead of like a Florida State if they were picking now, even though I think, again, I've been very clear on where I stand with Florida State. I think Florida State should be in uh, the playoff of the 13 0.
0: Imagine how bad that'll stink for Florida State. I, I I get it why they wouldn't put them in, and I would would bet and will bet that the committee will not honor Florida State. But if they do have a zero in the loss column and don't make the playoff, it's it's really going to stink if a one-loss team does. They're, they're either in the Power Five Conference or they're not. It really would be lousy, and yet I would completely get like, do you think they're winning with the backup QB? You think they're winning these no. next two games against the best teams in the country? All right, let's move on from that. I was almost going to ask you where Bo Nix is going in the draft and uh, where all I, the scouts I, have. I them. But we we we're, we're already like these scouts who we listened to every single year told us Bryce Young and everybody did. I mean, yeah. there were, you'd have to dig to find people who said like, let me listen, hot take CJ Stroud's going to have the better pro career. Now, nobody uh, would defend Bryce Young over CJ Stroud. So, Frank Reich is now the sacrificial lamb. Maybe he deserves it. David Tepper, the owner, now getting a lot of heat. As a reminder, if I have a five billion dollar toy, I will play with it. I will not just say, "Hey, anybody want to play with this five billion dollar toy? <laughs> uh, you can come over and hang out." I, I'm not going to touch it. That's not my. That's not my role in this. Like, obviously, yeah. I'm going to be like, "I want you to draft that guy, and I want you to fire that guy, yeah. and our uniforms are going to look like this." And like, I would be all. I mean, what what human being wouldn't? But does anybody besides David Tepper in Charlotte North care? I, for real, does anybody care there? Is anybody upset as you walk the streets of Charlotte today?
4: Oh, I mean, yeah. People are picketing in front of the stadium. Um, <laughs> you know what's funny too, Dave, is they they also fired Josh McCown and Deuce Staley today, but David Tepper didn't fire them. Uh, the, the interim head coach and Jim Caldwell fired them. So, <laughs> so like, like, play. like what is happening right now at the Panthers? David Tepper's had the job since 2018, not the job he bought the team 2018. Right. Be on his fourth head coach. Uh, coming this spring, uh, this winter, I should say. Um, he's had three interim coaches now over there because he fired Ron Rivera and fired Matt Rule before the season was over. Um, what a dumpster fire. You, the, the Bryce Young thing is interesting because, you know, I think a lot of times you don't want to say, you know, like, yeah, everyone thinks this guy's good, but I don't. Like, it's just, it's hard to do that sometimes, right? Like, it's hard to be the person. Because Bryce Young had a great college film. Like, it was, it was fantastic. Everything you want in a quarterback was right there. Um, but then Stroud had the Georgia game and you're like, okay, well, that CJ Stroud is a good pro. The mm-hmm. other 20 games, eh, I don't know, maybe. And the Georgia CJ Stroud has showed up. It reminds you a little bit of Justin Herbert who played his best game against Wisconsin, in the Rose bowl. And you were like, well, do we get that Herbert? Or do we get the other Herberts? And we got that Herbert so far, right? Um, and so that's what happened with Stroud and with Bryce Young. Look, offensive line, not great. Weapons aren't great, but there's not even Dave, like the flashes. Like I, I, I might be wrong about Kenny Pickett moving forward. I was high on Kenny Pickett, but you'll understand this. There were last year, there were flashes of Kenny Pickett. We were like, Oh, okay. Right. I, I, I see, I see it a little bit with Bryce Young. There just aren't yet. And it mm-hmm. might not be his fault. I mean, do you, do you watch Bryce Young playing? Like, well, I, see, I see a little bit of that. Like, maybe a a tiny bit, like a throw or two, Um, you know, but part of it is too, like, he's just not big. He just not. Um, And you have to design offense around that. He also can't escape, which is not what he did much in college, but you know, there's NFL fast Mm -hmm. and there's like fast, fast, right? Like, and it's it's funny. I, I don't know what the 40 time of Bryce Young was or Patrick Mahomes, but like Mahomes would never run a fast 40 time. He seems to be faster. Everyone that chases them though, like he's my just,
0: misread he's on Josh Rosen was, was that he was going to be able to take off with the ball. Like he did in the Pac 12 that he could, he, yeah. he burned teams with his legs more often than you probably think. Um, and Matt money, Smith smart chargers, uh play by play guy yeah. said, I don't think he's got that gear. That's going to allow him to run away from NFL defenders. And I said, I, I guess we'll see. Won't we? Um, and as soon as you saw him, it didn't even take until September. I don't think, I think in August you could watch Josh Rosen out there and be like, Ooh, those defenders are catching him. He can't get to the edge. Um, And that's a problem for Bryce Young. We talked about it on this show. I know it was with you and with a bunch of other people about like his size. And it's fine that he's little and, but there's Drew Brees and there's Russell Wilson. And there's some examples out there, Kyler Murray of guys landing on teams and and thriving in the NFL, despite their size. But if you, if the roster is decimated, like, you know, you, I, I guess Panthers fans got up close and personal with Cam Newton that team stunk too. his rookie season, but he was great. And talk about seeing flashes. Yeah. It's because he's, he he's, he's a specimen. Josh Allen was on oh, a yeah. bad bills team early, but he was a specimen and could overcome that. You throw a little guy on a bum roster. There's the, how are you ever going to see anything right. good? And by the way, here's what's even worse. They gave away everything I don't know what the, what the fix is between now and the start but of 2024 no. for the Panthers. Who are they
4: getting? I mean, but think about Cam Newton too, when he came to the Panthers, He had he had a Pro Bowl center and left tackle. He had Jonathan Stewart, Danjo Williams, and Steve Smith. He he had Bryce Young has zero of those guys right now. So even in Cam Newton, remember his first game, he threw that long bomb to Steve Smith in Arizona, and you're like, Mm -hmm. oh, okay. I I, look, I certainly there's I'm sure there's a throw Bryce Young made this year where you were like you felt that way about Bryce Young, but you're talking about Cam like right away it was like okay now. Good football player, CJ Stroud. You're like, oh, oh, good football player. It it, it doesn't mean Bryce is never going to be good, or he can't get better. But who's taking this job? Look, presumably the Chargers are open, going to be open this year, right? Every coach who's an offensive coach is going to want Justin Herbert, okay? And it's going to draw college guys. Jim Harbaugh is going to going to probably get a phone call. Uh, there's some other guys who get phone calls about that job. Um, Matt Canada. Are, Okay, I, Matt can't, Who's that? You
0: know, longtime offensive coordinator, various did, stops, college did, and pro level.
4: Did it feel good to get 400 yards this past week? When did, <laughs> I, swear, <laughs> I swear, I swear. I always say
0: I'm I'm one of society's foremost empaths, but I really did feel sad for that guy. <laughs> like it was so on the nose. He never has a 400 yard game in his first one away. They do it. <laughs> <laughs> I do want to talk about that. So, but with with Bryce Young, like what I think the mistake that pro football teams make is all the time is the idea of sunk cost with a guy like, well, we've traded all this stuff to get Bryce Young and we have to build this up around him now. So the next three or four years are all about Bryce Young. I think it, you'd be better off to just pull the Band-Aid off. Do you think for real? I know this is a loco thought, but what about you trade him to a team that has more assets in the locker room right now to like a ready-made team. Cause I can put Bryce young on some halfway Go, decent teams and see him thrive, well, but it's going to take forever to get there with Bryce young as they're constituted. The, and then just the, reboot. Yeah. Would anybody give a first round draft pick to get Bryce young right now? I bet you there. You could find several teams that would do that.
4: Well, you have to look at the up, the, the upcoming class, right? Like if you have the option to draft, well, Caleb Williams and 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 Drake mayor, you know, they're one too, like that's done. But like, okay, here's, are you taking Bo Nix? Are you taking Bryce Young if you had a if you had a mid first round pick? And
0: well, I don't know. I mean, te, you know, eight months ago, everybody was like, "Well, Bryce Young." I mean, what are you talking about? Well, I know so, so well, this is why teams shouldn't sort of be point. drafting their Kenny Pickett or nothing when you got yeah. Bryce Young out there. Well, like, so
4: so, but but that's sort of my point, right? Like you you're choosing basically between Bryce Young and and the current crop of college quarterbacks, and if you have Bryce Young graded higher than Bo Nix, then maybe you take a chance on Bryce Young. But to, to my point about like...
0: I'd make you, those calls, by the way, because clearly if Tepper's yeah. anything, is he's volatile. But, I would definitely check and see if you're interested yeah. in the QB and you believe in Bryce Young. I would see if you could get that. I wouldn't yeah. think a team like the Giants or the Steelers or, you know, conservative teams would do something like that, but I bet you that guy would.
4: Yeah. um, I just... It, it is Again, back to like the film of like the, the idea of Bryce Young, like watching him on film... Like, are you are you gonna watch him play this year and be like, "Yep, like that's the dude who's my guy for yeah, right"? Like that's the hard part. You have now a film of a year of NFL film on him. I, I it's a bad spot to be in. Don't get me. Wrong. It's just bad for Bryce Young, but they're gonna hire an offense coach, I'd imagine, and try to figure it out.
0: All right, here we go. Now to like expand on exactly what you're talking about. Obviously, the Panthers are in contention for the worst team in pro football. But the inability to see greatness in Bryce Young is is a valid point. But as I keep saying, the only way that you get real bummed out about your pro football team is if you don't watch any other pro football teams in 2023. Witness, the Eagles are an exciting team and their fan base is over their skis or over their moon. I don't know over their skis yet, although I don't know who's getting in their way to my, my point that they're probably the best team in football now. The Chiefs, that was a a nice sort of rally against the Raiders, yeah. but people are a little concerned about them. Their defense is carrying the day in a lot of spots. Um the Dolphins, there's some enthusiasm there. Obviously, if you're a Texans fan, you feel good about Stroud and if you're in Jacksonville, you're excited about where Trevor Lawrence and that team's going. But like and the Niners. And then and then that's it. Like there there are a small handful of teams and everybody else is underwhelming. And I'm including the chiefs in that equation. Like, you know, people say, you know, I'm watching the, the talking shows this morning about it. Like eventually the Eagles keep playing this way. Like that that kind of style is going to catch up with them. Who's catching up Mm. with that? Like all that kind of like that, like no one's, what it all insinuates is, is it all adds up to like, this team is not perfect. This team is is has sure. as human beings on it and, and therefore might lose games. Like, are you underwhelmed as Tom Brady and Dave Damashek are by the level of play or the 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 final product, what it all adds up to? It's not like people's skills have diminished, but it all has added up yeah. to a product that isn't as dynamite as it was, let's say, three years ago.
4: Um well, part of that is just the quarterback injuries, right? I mean if you if you put Aaron Rodgers mm. back on the Jets. You know probably you have one more team, right? Who's viable in, in, in the NFL? That's And then you have teams like Joe Burrow and, and Josh Allen. Now Josh Allen's played well, but his team is six six, not gonna the playoffs. Joe Burrow was been, you know, was hurt, came back, That's got hurt again. Like, I think if those guys are healthy, we look at the season much different. You know, Kyler Murray plays all season. You know, again, like there's I think we look at the season different. I oh, look, the Eagles might lose the Niners this weekend. It, it, it's a third straight, like that's kind of,
0: absolutely right. It's, and it's then a, if they do, third then straight,
4: we, yeah, it's a third right. straight, like big emotional, physical game. Um, it would not surprise me if they lost this game. Look, it, it, the thing about the AFC conference is if Rasheed Rice can catch the football, the Chiefs are basically back on offense. And they just need one guy to do that. And it looks like Rice outside the one drop he had yesterday is that guy. And, you know, are you look at the cornerbacks in the AFC right now? Is are the Ravens let's say the Chiefs have the one seat? Let's just say it. are the Ravens going to KC and winning an the championship. They, they is, I can see this I is I can, the team I, I'm I'm, I'm getting
0: happen. at when I when I'm giving you all this smoke yeah, but, about who's ex- but when teams, you watch that game, the, it doesn't matter what Lamar Jackson actually does in the game, it just is three hours of swooning about his greatness. And I do think that there is something to the quality of that sidearm throw, the way He angles his body, you know, he'll put it into the running back's belly and then not literally turn his body. He just sidearm slings it on those slants. And I don't know what the what how you would stop that as a defense if he has his pass catchers, um, you know, all out there with him and including Odell with the way Odell looked on Sunday night. But are you over? Are are you just in awe of this team? People, are the best team in the AFC. No, that's mean, the best team in the AFC, I, really. Well, then the AFC isn't very good in twenty twenty three. they've lost that. They, they've lost twenty points. Games,
4: they've lost three games with a ninety percent win percentage in the fourth quarter. Um, I, the thing, the thing, the way I grade AFC teams is is a kind of on the Chiefs scale, right? Like, who's being the Chiefs in the playoffs? Right. Baltimore certainly, I think, is the best option at the moment. I would have said the Bengals, if Burrow was healthy, but he's not. Right, that, No matter where the Bengals were in the playoffs, one through seven, I mean, they've been a thorn in the Chiefs' side. It's probably not Jacksonville. It's not the Dolphins. I mean, like, it's oh, just— Oh,
0: oh you just—why did you just slough off that other Florida team? I get you with Jacksonville. That's where I stop you. The Miami Dolphins remain Damage X-team.
4: Oh, the team that doesn't beat good teams? That's oh, team. stop
0: it. Oh, stop it. They— this can, sh- listen can i can i hey
4: can i, hey, can I read ahead. you the uh the uh the, the uh win the wins for the uh the dolphins ready uh, the, they beat the four win chargers the okay. two win patriots twice um oh they beat the broncos the broncos are playing better now i that game's probably not 70 to 20 they beat uh is that the three win giants oh the uh, one win panthers I'm, I'm hard to you know and uh the rate oh the raiders oh and the jets whoo Hum, babe, Dave. That is a lost the Bills, lost the Eagles, lost the Chiefs.
0: Hmm. Okay, listen, losing their their best the edge rusher is not going to help their cause. But I do that was think a gr- that was
4: a gross injury. Yikes!
0: Yeah, you know, I've been waiting for the Fangio D to emerge. Maybe it'll be December well, when Jalen it Ramsey's Jalen been Ramsey the back he's, there.
4: Since he's been back there, defense is a, a lot better.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I caution you not to sleep on that team. But okay, concern level with the Chiefs is all that uh, resolved. I know you usually play the icy, cool hand to everybody else with the Chiefs, well, and just say he, like, can- "Come on, how much, how much uh, skepticism am I supposed well, to apply to this team at this point?"
4: I mean, they, they got to catch the football, and then they have too many penalties in the offensive line. I mean, like they've just, got, they have just too many of those. If if DeJuan Taylor cuts down some penalties, that would help. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they just have to catch the football. I mean, guys are open. Just catch the catch a freaking football. So I think there's skepticism because you know, outside of Kelsey, you know, if you double Kelsey, like what do you do on offense you're the Chiefs? And and but look, if Rice plays like he did yesterday. That opens up the, the offense. Last year it was Juju Smith-Schuster and Travis Kelsey. It wasn't like they had someone else? That was it was just those two guys. Juju, I looked this up because I think it's important. Juju had over 100 targets. He had 78 catches last season. Like he was the guy. And and if if, if Rice becomes that guy with a little you know with it with a little bit of help from Watson, who's pretty reliable at times and MVS 50 50 on him. Like you know, Kadarius Tony can have a good game sometimes. I mean, like you you have enough pieces if Rice is that guy. There's enough other pieces to make it work. Plus, Dave, their defense is really good. So you don't have to score 30 That's points to win each right. week. You right. don't have to score That's, 30 points to win each week.
0: But to talk about how long the football season is, a couple of examples I keep pointing to. Remember when the Chiefs were doomed and it was Chris Jones didn't play. That feels like that was about six years ago. What also feels it feels even longer ago, what you ended up being right about, not in in total wins on the season. But Deion Sanders and the Colorado Buffaloes. Remember that? <laughs> we had Bud Wilkinson's Oklahoma Sooners in the 50s. We had Pete Carroll's USC Trojans in the in the aughts. And now we have Deion Sanders in September of twenty twenty three. About three weeks of the month of September they had there.
4: Glorious run. Glorious run. Uh,
0: Changed the game forever.
4: They just said um I saw Shigeru Sanders broke his back against Washington State, so I hope he hope he recovers well. But oh look, the, no, the well total, that's no good. The win tunnel was three and a half; they're four and eight. Right? Like, I wasn't. I wasn't that far off. I said they'd be no. three and nine um, in twenty twenty two. So when Dion was not there last year, they were one and eight in the Pac twelve conference. With Dion there this year, they're one and eight in the Pac twelve conference. And
0: they're getting some. They got, I think, two big D commits in the last twenty four yeah, hours.
4: I, look, man, is. When you go four and eight and you lose, what, seven your last eight? People don't believe. <laughs> Look at Well, he, now I, turning I,
0: I, the page to this. What? So a Colorado base coach or somebody who has that on his resume is Nathaniel Hackett. I mean, can the Jets, they can't really, I know people get worked up and Woody Johnson is more hair trigger kind of guy than a lot yeah. of owners are. But like they can't fire Bob Sol and Joe Douglas here, right? Because did you, did you Aaron Rodgers would blow his lid. Imagine if imagine if they did that, and Aaron Rodgers comes back, it would be the uh, Will Smith in um, that meme Coach of Prince, him standing yes. in the empty room, like, "Wait, haggett has gone, everybody's did, gone, Lazard's gone."
4: Did you hear that? Tim Boyle is uh, he? He knew the offense very well. Did, did you hear that all all game? Yeah, he knew that. the offense well. It really helped him out. Nate, I, I, I really do contend that in, in, our, in my recent memory, Nate Hackett has gone the most credit for something he does not deserve of any coach I've ever heard.
0: Oh, my God. It makes me crazy. He, he really- was
4: the he was the quarterback coach for the Green Bay Packers and did not call plays. Did not call plays. We have seen him call plays for teams in the NFL and not be very good, and yet somehow because he knows Aaron Rodgers – He's a good offensive coordinator. We've seen him actually be in charge of offenses. We've seen it, Jacksonville, Denver. I think it was another team, maybe Buffalo, ten years ago. We've actually seen it happen. There is data on his offenses that he calls, and yet he gets credit for being in the general vicinity of a good offense. Dave makes he, no sense to me. And
0: and then Rodgers, like, what's so great about him? Like, oh, he does. He he tells jokes from uh, from uh, what's his name, uh, Austin Powers. He does. He does that's that's the saving grace of this guy and then it's like it reminds me of the Seinfeld episode with the dentist who is is telling um Jewish jokes and and he's like does that offend you as a Jew (laughs) no it offends me as a comedian like Aaron Rodgers (laughs) what you think is hilarious are references to move to a movie made in the 90s I
4: don't I don't I don't listen to Aaron (laughs) Rodgers on his Tuesday interviews I don't find him terribly fascinating so I don't Uh, I I don't I I don't like I just don't engage with that
0: Last, last thing then, because yeah. coaches, coaches, yeah. last thing, coaches. I also was going to ask you this um, about the Bills because their offense, at least, does look different. It hasn't, you know, they probably are not in good shape at six and six, and looking at the teams ahead of them,
4: schedule is tough too.
0: Their schedule is a misery, and they do still have shorter odds to get to the Super Bowl than the Steelers, Broncos, Browns, who are definitely finished at this point. Texans it is fine it's like but would any of those teams I just named get to the Super Bowl before the Bills would the Bills would at least if they got in you could see like I could see them doing it yeah but okay I mentioned the Steelers what the hell happens it's not like they it's not like they did uh, they, they came up with new plays in the dirt over the week they fired Matt Canada on Tuesday and they only put up 16 points and it's super funny on an ESPN headline that it says like Steelers find offense. Like <laughs> they scored 16 <laughs> points. They didn't, but
4: yeah, you have 400 yards. But, but really,
0: what the hell happens? How can you, how can you look so if you watch the game? That would be the difference to your eyeball. The I numbers. I watched some of it.
4: I watched some of it. Um, I, I didn't see a swing pass or wide receiver screens. That was a start. Oh. Um, Oh, there well, was? They,
0: they 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 uh they worked uh, okay. a couple of those in there. But nevertheless, what uh, could change over the course of four know. days just, when the playbook is the still the playbook, right?
4: I, I think that you are just, as a player, you're just excited to have a different energy at call in place. You're just excited that, that someone else is doing it. Um, it looked like there were some past concepts down the field a little bit more than there had been in the past. I don't know if, if you believe that from what you saw. Um you know Johnson catches that ball. By the way, it's you know it's what twenty to ten or twenty three ten. It's different if he catches that ball. Sure, right. Um, so you know it 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 you know it. The points were there. They moved the ball a little bit better. I thought they they ran the ball a little more consistency. Went downhill a little bit more. So there were a couple of changes that I thought worked really well.
0: Um, I mean the, the 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 fundamental difference was that they were putting three tight ends on the field. I don't know if that is something I mean, they roll over
4: offensive lineman, so you know, he's he's so freaking huge
0: right i mean I, I think everybody and their mother it's one of those things that at the fan level has reached it with the, with jeff schwartz and his spoon and other uh noteworthy people doing the xo breakdowns everybody considers themselves an expert and in watching those you know to me it seemed obvious that the steelers need to put two tight ends on the field um if fryer moved more of the pass catcher three tight ends even better because I love what Connor Hayward is, whatever he is exactly. Now he's not a, a heavyweight blocker and neither is Fryermuth, although a little bit better. I don't know if you just constantly are now throwing three tight ends on the field against all comers, um, but they are wired to like, they are trying to play a different kind. Of, well, not a different kind of ball. They're trying to play exactly like the Eagles play. You know, they just want to try and truck you as much as they possibly can. And Kenny Pickett, is charged still with not turning the ball over, yeah. And you know, again, the vexing thing at this point to me is with this Steelers team is they're not a, a finished product or anything. But the idea, like, well, do you think they could beat the Chiefs? Yeah, I do. I think they. I think, I think the Chiefs in Arrowhead are going to be a scary proposition for anybody. So if you start with that, like, oh, so forget the Chiefs, like, Mika Fitzpatrick and T.J. Watt and all those pieces on defense don't turn the ball over they're going to be a scary proposition in january to jacksonville you you think that's a team that they want to see rolling down in there with minka and those guys ranging around there i think they are this weird yes they're a hard watch but then go watch the rest of pro football and then tell me like why who, how many teams out there are so much better than they are you follow my logic I, there
4: i don't think i don't think i think that people will always look at a Mike Tomlin team and think they're dangerous because of the respect they have for Tomlin's ability to coach, which obviously is mm. very high. Um, but I don't think the Chiefs will be afraid of the Steelers.
0: No, okay, that was a terrible place
4: to start, the Chiefs. <laughs>
0: well, uh, I, I mean it in this way. Who in the AFC is like, oh, gee, like the Chiefs of Andrew Reid is getting ready for a playoff game. Like, who's spooking him in the AFC right now as he readies his his uh, his gang to to play a big game. I mean, like Jacksonville. I, I, mean, I, I, mean, I, I mean who's I so mean, scary Balti- for that? Balti-
4: Baltimore. Okay. I think. Right. I mean Jacksonville. I think if Trevor Lawrence is on, sometimes offensively they're hit or miss. Um, those are probably the two teams I would imagine that worry him the most. And I mean, again, the, 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 the Texans would be frisky. I feel like with Stroud, but they're not really.
0: Well, when you good. get the play, when you get the pre- play free and loose, devil may care. I yeah. mean the Houston Texans get in. What, what I mean, like nobody expected us to be here. That's the optimal spot to be in, as far yeah. as I'm concerned. What you don't want is to be Ryan Day looking around like, wait, the other team doesn't even have its coach. We better win, or we're really in trouble here. And he had the curses post on him and he did not survive it. I think he loses his job. Although maybe Ohio State has level enough heads to say, I don't know who we're getting in December to replace Ryan Day if he walks, right?
4: Yeah. I think okay.
0: so, yeah. All right, I think we covered it all here. It we took did. a little longer than uh, than uh, than I, I budget, wanted. It I to. budget for
4: that. I always budget. For I that.
0: know you do, but I drew I really do. Eddie Spaghetti, tell Schwartz we've been doing better with the interview run times, right? I can't help but that he's good on pro and college football, though, right? What was your original
2: intention for length of this one? Twenty Just minutes. 20 okay, minutes. well, we're we're beyond
0: that by about thirty minutes. <laughs> I know. It's fine. Laugh it up, everybody. Have a good laugh at at poor dumb Dave's expense. Just remember, Jeff Schwartz told you that the Giants were going to stink this year. How about that? Now have did, a fight. And now we found our franchise quarterback in Tommy DeVito. So everything worked out. <laughs> All <laughs> right, listen. Jeff Schwartz, you're the tops. I'm going to oh, wait. I'm not going to make an official announcement because it would corrupt the Thank Shecky you. Awards. But I, I feel like as someone who's got the ear of the committee, I think you're in real good shape. For oh, a favorite yeah. Hell yeah. Guest of 2023. So, Oh, yeah um go enjoy that christmas tree while Thank it's you. still there let it live there as long as it wants
4: you know the old lady has 25th, a vote but it's so coming, do you it's coming down coming down okay. December 25th
0: hey good luck to the ducks it'll be fun for them to get in there oh yeah it would yeah Woo, let's, you know what? Let's, let's have let's have them win in quadruple overtime and send the huskies no. and the ducks how about that that I, no, would be fun for I, once.
4: my heart couldn't take that nice okay. comfortable win will be nice
0: All right. A nice comfortable win for uh, Jeff Schwartz, as though he's got any problems. He's been rooting for the Chiefs the last five years. He deserves a break, everybody. Jeff Schwartz is smarter than you. Bear bets, all the rest of it. And the must follow is get him on Twitter with his spoon breakdowns and everything else. An essential follow in football season.
4: Thanks, Jeff Schwartz. Take, Take care. Thank you.
1: And now a quick break. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.
0: All right, there he goes. What, uh, what struck you there, Eddie Spaghetti? You know, the, just going to,
2: obviously, Oregon-Washington, that's the reason why we had Jeff Vaughn here. The spread, like even though I agree with Oregon being better, they probably should have won that first matchup versus Washington. Obviously, the Huskies haven't looked as sharp the last few weeks with tough games versus Wazoo and Oregon State the week before that. But if, the, if it gets near 10 points, part of me is like, They'll keep it close, or they'll find a way to like backdoor it. Like I, I still think Penix, whether or not you believe him in as an NFL quarterback, is finding a way to get stuff done. Um, I, I could if it gets to ten points, I could see there's like a you know a thirty four or twenty upper twenty something game where Oregon wins comfortably in a sense, but they still cover. So that that would that's like my lean as of now, uh, very early in the week.
0: Yeah, I for now I'm gonna stay away from Bama and Georgia. I I, I don't know what to make of that one because it was such a fluke that they survived Auburn. Mm-hmm. But they I'm they really Georgia, but were I, very Alabama. quietly pretty good. There. And that 23, I'm telling you, that Iowa number. They're a really good defensive team. Yeah. So like if they do, well, if they get to 10 points? You know, then you're starting to. If Iowa, if you buy, which would be hard to do, if you buy that Iowa can get to double digits on their side, like all right, how how much is Michigan gonna hang on that Iowa team?
2: I think there's a path too for with the number being like you was know, it 23 last I saw yeah. if like not that you I mean I would not be shocked if Michigan like they get a lead they get a you know a 17 plus point lead and they pull their guys because you're, you're, you know, and you're like,
0: right. Also Iowa, true, can't, right.
2: Iowa can't score. So you don't need, why do you need Blake Horman there? Boy, in, that's uh, a great point. In, like, you know, in the fourth quarter, if you're up three, like three scores, they're not going to, they're not going to do that. The only way this game, I was in this game, if it's three, two, like, just stopping everything Mm. and, like, they're turning, Michigan's turning the ball over because Iowa's creating turnovers. If I if Michigan's doing their typical thing where they're just owning a of scrimmage and they're running the ball over them, there is no reason for Michigan to even play their best players late in that game because Iowa doesn't have the ability to score.
0: You talk me into it. I love it. That's our play of the week, at least uh, on Monday. Maybe it'll change by Tuesday. But right now, Iowa Hawkeyes plus 23 against Michigan. I I, uh, am enthused about that one. Um, I'm enthused to solve this Jacob Truba thing. he hit somebody. Do you know that that stick when and attacks somebody against spaghetti? We don't have time to talk about it now. let's still mm. let, let's of bring course. hench in here. Well, because Hench, it was one of his guys on the Bruins who, I mean, like I just feel bad for Truba, like that thing, like that stick keeps giving and the elbows too. I don't know who's in charge of those things, but poor True is the one who keeps getting victimized by those things.
2: Well, I mean, maybe uh, Frederick shouldn't have his hand on the stick and he tried to shake him off and, and <laughs> that's, and that's you could laugh about all you want, but it's only the Devils fans and only the Pittsburgh Penguins fans who get upset about the Truba stuff. That wasn't called a penalty on the ice. So um, don't I care. I bet Hench will
0: be upset about it.
2: Best team in hockey. Yeah, you should be upset. But they, the Bruins lost back to that games versus good teams and uh, the most goals they've given up in quite some time. So, I mean, best team in hockey. Uh, True was playing fantastic. Uh, 7 I do one think Your team is good. I, they're Adam not
0: likable, though, because of True. But you say my team's not likable. My team's, they're not likable as long as they have a guy doing that. They're, I think the media, are fans,
2: media and fans have gotten soft. It wasn't called a penalty on the ice. If that thing, if that happened, the guy's not even hurt either. So it's like Frederick's not hurt. Like, uh, please. like uh, All people right, we'll have talk gotten about so it on soft. Thursday. So soft.
0: I'm not even out there. I wouldn't have I'm, I'm. yeah, of course I'm soft. Yes, I don't, I don't play professional hockey. Of course I'm soft. I'm an old man laying on my couch. Um, all right. Good times with uh, with the great Jeff Schwartz. Eddie Spaghetti, he's ready to roll. But he's got three more days to come up with an even better argument about why the rags are, in fact, likable. They are good, I'll tell you that much. Um, okay, looking forward to catching up with Hench. Uh, before that, um, Spaghetti and Piacenti got you covered. As you come down to the final days of regular season fantasy football, make sure you're getting right there. I picked up Rasheed Rice by the way. And uh, that was a savvy play Um, on waiver wired. We'll have Sarah Tiana and I on extra points. Spaghetti is on trendy with Toby Mergler this week. And like I say, Thursday, we'll pay it all off. And then on Friday, 15 minute NFL pregame show, still doing gangbusters. We appreciate you checking that out. Send us your ears. We appreciate that. And uh, we'll talk to you in a couple of days until then. Thanks so much, uh, sports fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven.